Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Student Success. It's as easy as TLC podcast, sponsored by nobody. That's right. We do not have a sponsor. We're just bringing you some of the good times, some of the good vibes in this education world. Absolutely for your pleasure. This is Sean Buchanan with SeanBuchananSolutions.com. If your group was looking for a speaker uh, or a consultant to perhaps provide a different perspective, some inspiration, motivation for you and your staff, reach out. Go to SeanBuchananSolutions.com. You can click on the speaking tab. You can click on the contact tab. Really just click on a tab. That's what we're saying. Just click on it. It doesn't matter which tab. We'll set up something cool for you and your crew, a nice refreshing perspective in this education world, because Lord knows it is a challenge out there, okay? And so that is what we do. We try to bring the good times to you and your crew. But enough about that. Today on the podcast, we have with us the good doctor, right? That's what I, that's, that's, uh, and I, I said this, I had Ann Kane on the podcast not too long ago, who was a absolute rock star. And I said, you know, I need a sponsor so that I can pay for fanfare for certain guests, okay? <laughs> and one of those guests would be one of the folks we have with us today, the good doctor, Dr. Angela Grunwald, who is currently the superintendent of Edmond Public Schools. How are you today, ma'am? I am doing great. It's a Thursday morning and the sun is shining and it is a great day in Edmond. That's what it's all about. I'm telling you, it's kind of like the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. So uh, can you tell I have some elementary roots there? I literally yeah. just had a hokey pokey reference <laughs> 10 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> Dr. Greenwald's going, what, am, what did I sign up for today? What is this? Was that a hokey pokey reference for crying out loud? Good grief. I'm sorry. So anyways, how, so how how is life in Edmond, America? Like, I hear you guys are like lighting the world on fire up there. Well, we're trying and, you know, it's the first of March. And so it's funny, you know, a lot of people are thinking about closing down school or this sliding into spring. And what we're doing right now is we are gearing up for next year. We're trying to do staffing. We're planning convocation. We are full force ahead planning for the next school year. So, you know, I think about that as a superintendent, uh, that's a that's a huge change from the other levels of administration for me uh, that I was in. You know, I've been a high school principal, I've been an elementary school principal and so on. But like, you know, superintendents start thinking about next year far earlier than anyone else, it seems. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear I am not alone in that situation. So, Dr. Grunwald, so I've got I've got you here on the podcast today. Obviously, I know who you are, but what is our origin story? Like, how did our paths cross. Yeah, I, I think I knew who you were. I'd heard about you through the grapevine and um, have a few connections to Gary, but we really got to know each other when we were in superintendent school setting at the same table and found out we knew s several people in common and wow. got to share some stories and um, really enjoyed our time together in new superintendent school. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was thinking I can remember sitting at that table that day and, you know, sometimes they would group you according to like size schools or whatever the case may be. But on that day, they hadn't. Uh, and so we started chatting and I was like, 
where are you from? And you say Edmund. And I remember like, as I started asking about like what you do, like how things are going, you mentioned how many students do you guys have in Edmund? We are at 26,124. Oh, my. It's like a small town. Yeah. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. So we have a lot in common because my school has about 300. So yeah, I could see that we're... We basically do the same things every day is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, we do not. That is phenomenal. So you guys have got to be up there on like top 10 sized school districts. We're the third largest in the state. Okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and then Edmond. Wow. Over 26,000 students. So for our listeners across the country, and and as we discussed a little bit before the podcast, across the globe. uh, So this is going to be an urban district. Uh, Oklahoma City area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma City North, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah perfect, perfect. So just kind of giving folks a layout there of, of where you're at. So one of the cool things that, uh, that I'd heard or I read was that you were the first female superintendent in the history of Edmond Public Schools. Is that true? Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up. When I was applying for the job and when everything was going through, that thought never crossed my mind until I was hired. And then it just started being the headlines in newspaper articles and stuff. And I'm like, I I never thought of it as a big deal. But when I go and speak to student groups and when I go to speak at civic groups, they always are just so amazed by that. And um, when I talk to young ladies, they're just thrilled by it and enamored. And um, it was something that never even crossed my mind, but (laughs) definitely has been a focus for a lot of attention. It's fantastic. I think it's great. And I think it says a lot about you that it didn't cross your mind necessarily. Right. But I I do do think that's fantastic. (laughs) One of the points we love to explore on the podcast Again, this is the Student Success It's as Easy as TLC podcast. Sitting here with Dr. Angela Grunewald, Superintendent of Edmond Public Schools. One of the things we like to explore is, is you know, uh, the background that leads people to where they're at and the fact that as educators, we shouldn't limit ourselves, right? So I've told my story before. I, you know, here I am, a small town guy. Uh, as a minority, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you, 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 don't, you don't ever see representations of yourself, Right. As you're going through your educational journey. And I know for myself, like I grew up in a small town, Fort Cobb, Oklahoma, there weren't a whole lot of people that looked like me in general. Right. So Mm -hmm. much less in the education system. However, those folks in the education system never limited me. They always encouraged me. Right. Those folks in the educational system there in Fort Cobb did a fantastic job of like pushing me and, and, and helping me to get to my full potential, along with obviously like my family and others. But but the point here is. You know, when I became superintendent, it was kind of the same thing. You know, I, I became a superintendent. And I think one day at, uh, at one of those first year superintendent meetings, they're like, you know, this is like the third African-American superintendent in Oklahoma. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Like, yeah. that's not a thing for me. You know, <laughs> but but I think it says a lot about folks who are in these positions, such as yourself, that 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 wasn't necessarily your mission. Right. Your mm-hmm. mission was just to do what you thought was best for those kids. Yeah. And that's got to be the focus. So fantastic point. So so let's get a little bit on your background. So what was your what's your trajectory here? How did how, you don't just wake up and become the superintendent of Edmond mm-hmm. Public Schools? Right. So so 
Well, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, I tell people all I really ever wanted to be was a teacher starting in sixth grade. In sixth grade, Miss Edith Randall, I just wanted to be like her. I loved her. High school was just a blast. And I was like, I want to be in school forever. I want to be like my teachers. And um, the only reason I went to college is because you had to go to college to be a teacher. And I wasn't trying to get that college degree. I was trying to get whatever I needed to be a teacher. And I met the love of my life in college and he was playing college ball and going to be a coach. So our aspirations, he was going to win state championships and I was going to teach kids to read and we were going to have the best life ever. And um, after about three years of coaching, he decided he would move into administration. And I learned the only difference between being married to a coach and being married to administrator is um, you follow the bus with your spouse instead of um, just following the bus alone. Other than that, there is no difference. But um, anyway, after he got his degree and was had you know taken some administrative positions, he encouraged me, said, you need to go back and get your administrative certificate. And I'm like, I will never use it. And he said, well, you need to have it in case if you ever want it. And just insisted that I go back and get my degree. So once our kids were at an age where they could kind of feed themselves and in case he didn't get supper ready, I knew they could make themselves a sandwich. He, um, I went back to school to get my master's degree. And after 14 years in the classroom, I looked around and I reached a point where I thought, you know, um, I'm mentoring teachers. I love helping our new teachers. Um, I had served under several different principals and saw what they did or what I thought they did. And I thought, you know, I, I am ready. I, I can sense that in myself. My kids are also at a place, my family, where I'm ready. And so at that time, my husband was the superintendent in the district where I taught. And I knew I could not be a principal under him. And um, we just wouldn't be good for our family. So I kind of drew a circle around where we lived and started applying all over in what I thought was driving range for me to be a principal. And I think just through the grace of God, I got a job as an assistant principal in Edmond, Oklahoma. And that is what completely changed. I was um, an assistant principal for four months when the head principal took another job, moved up into the central office. So after four months of being an assistant principal, well, five, by the time it happened, I was um, moved up to the head principal of Charles Haskell Elementary. And uh, from there, I was um, asked to go work at a middle school, which a lot of my teaching had happened in middle school. So then I was a middle school principal. And, you know, most of my or all of my up to this point, other than applying for that, was people asking me to move up. I and I tell this to people all the time that are seeking new jobs. I was like, the best way to seek a new job is just do what you're doing really well and be committed to that. And then be ready when the doors open. But when you're always looking for that next thing and that next thing, um, you can lose sight of just doing what you're doing now really well. And I was um, approached about taking a curriculum job at a smaller district nearby. And so that's when I moved into the central office role and um, started that as a curriculum director. 
And then I just really missed Edmond. And so when a central office position opened at Edmond, I applied to came back. And it sounds like I can't keep a job because I was changing jobs about every three years. But I started out as the element director of elementary over the um, 19 elementary schools in Edmond. And then I moved up to associate superintendent of educational services. And I really had no desire to be the superintendent. But when it opened, I had a passion for what I wanted to see in this district. And working with the curriculum instruction side, I knew what I wanted, what we had been trying to accomplish. And when I thought of maybe someone else coming in and derailing or having a whole new plan, I'm like, I I have a plan for this district. And so that is why I applied, because I wanted to make sure what we were doing in educational services and the great work we were doing there could continue and um so I I applied and um, was named the superintendent. And that's the whole reason I applied is I didn't want someone else coming in and changing the good work that we were doing. So um, here you go. It's two years later and we've been able to really continue our good work and expand it. And I'm very pleased with um, what we have going on here in Edmond. So that's a long story. You probably did not want that long of an answer. But when you're my age and you ask how you got here, it's a long story of how I got here. Oh, 29 is not that old. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, you're good. No, I, I'm, I appreciate very much you telling that story. Uh, I think, again, your story will resonate with so many of our listeners, right? So uh, I, I want to. I just want to let folks know partially like the reason I started this podcast, part of it is selfish. I feel like you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you in every possible way in order for you to continue to grow. Uh, And I was just thinking like, you know, here I am. I I feel like I'm trying, I'm trying to lead people, you know, I'm trying to to inspire people. Um, But my goodness, when I, when I listen to folks like you talk, it's, I do take notes. Like I'm literally taking notes as she talked. So let's just run that back because there was a nugget in there. I really like what I heard and I want to, I just want to zero in on it. Folks, uh, you, you youngsters that are looking to go into education, uh, you folks that are in education that are perhaps looking to take that next step, had a person reach out to me yesterday about what I felt like they needed to do to become a principal. Right. Um, I want to zero in on on what Dr. Grunewald just said here. Instead of worrying about or chasing the next thing, don't forget to do what you're currently doing really well. Ah, what a what a beautiful nugget. You're right. We notice <laughs> those who, the people who make these decisions. They notice when somebody's over there killing it. Yeah, they. They take note of that. So that's a great perspective. That is a great perspective. And you do. Thank and you, you see those rock star teachers and you know those skills will transfer over. So they don't have to prove that they have principal leadership skills. They just need to prove they can run a classroom really well. And you know those skills transfer. I love it. I love that so much. Man, that's a great point. So, you know, we, we kind of touched on a few things there, but are there, you know, I, I tell people, there are certain moments throughout a, an educator's career that just stand out. Sometimes it's a big thing. You know, uh, we had a 
We had an assistant superintendent of the year on the podcast not too long ago, who's now the superintendent of Duncan Public Schools, Dr. Mm -hmm. Shannon Byerly. Hat tip to her. Uh, Great, great person. Uh, Sometimes it's a smaller accomplishment, uh, a student conversation or a parent who was you were able to get over the hump. Are there any highlights that stand out to you as you look back on where you're at to this point in your career? Um, I don't know highlights of um, things that I've done. I think of highlights in my career or turning points in my career and turning points that I'm glad I experienced because they made me see things from a different perspective. And um, one, for example, as a classroom teacher, I always took a lot of pride on I could control my classroom with my eyes. Um, you know, I could give them that look and they knew what I meant. And um, we had that strong relationship that I didn't have to have, you know, all these different plans and all kinds of things until I had that one class. And um, up until that point, every time I saw a teacher where their class wasn't just being perfect or doing what they should do, I would always blame that teacher. And I was always like, well, if I had that class or if that teacher would just get that class under control until I had that one class. And that year I was changing my behavior plan every two weeks. I was changing in sin. I mean, it was a hard year and everything I knew to do didn't always work. And I'm so glad I experienced that as a teacher, because if I would not have experienced that as a teacher, when I would have went into the principalship, I would have always thought the teacher is the problem. And so I was so glad I experienced that. And I think of other life experiences that I've had. And I just don't feel like, I mean, I don't like this to define my life, but one of my um, life experiences, you know, I talked about my hero that I married and all that we were going to do. And as you know, my story, you know, he passed away from cancer um, in 2013. And those life experiences are what help us see things from a whole different perspective. And as I found myself as a single mom, um, life is different. And I wished I could have went back. Um, some of those single mom teachers that I had, I did not give them the empathy that they deserved or needed because I had never walked the same path. When they had to run home to meet someone for the garage door opener or something, you know, I, I had always, well, my husband does that or that, or when they had to, I just saw things from a whole different perspective that I had not seen before and had a lot of regret for not showing empathy. And it, it really opened my eyes to everyone is walking a different path and their path doesn't look just like yours. And sometimes we try to think everyone has this perfect little family and balance and support that you have, and they don't. And I have really grown in my ability to show empathy to people that are grieving, to people that are by themselves, and people that are lonely, and what it feels like to have to say to yourself five times, get out of bed, get out of bed. Um, just move your leg. If you just move your leg, then you can move the other leg. And before you know it, you'll be out of bed. Um, and so it's just, I'm so thankful that I, even in the hard times, I've experienced some of those things so that I can better understand 
others as I'm trying to lead them. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful perspective. And I, you know, I, I know you say you don't want those things to define you, but, but again, we have folks that are dealing with this and unless they hear, unless they hear, listen, I've been through this and I'm still a successful person. I was able to overcome, right? I mean, my gosh, what a great, great way to help those who are dealing with similar things who listen to our podcast. So thank you so much for being willing to share that, that point. And, and I love that uh, to talk to to educators about this. Um, it's one of the things that I try to highlight anytime I speak to a group, especially a group of, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Some districts you go in and, and, and they'll say, listen, academically, we're probably okay. But because of some of the behavioral challenges and some of the discipline challenges we're dealing with, it makes it really hard for us to like excel academically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the things I, I will share with folks in that scenario uh, is that I feel like sometimes the only way we can change outcomes without changing the facts or the circumstances is to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, it's, I mean, nothing else about the situation is going to change except our perspective, but the outcome will be different if we shift our focus. And, and so, uh, when I when I listen to you talk, uh, in a sense, that's what I'm hearing. So again, this is why we're on the TLCs, the, the podcast here, right? The student success, it's as easy as TLC with Dr. Grunewald today from Edmond Public Schools, the superintendent. That's why she's here, because the philosophy lines up. I just absolutely love what we're hearing today. So here's a here's a fun question I love to ask educators, because then they light up. They, they, well, you get some people and they're a little bashful, but you ask them this one and, and, and then here we go. So what's cool about your school? What is happening in Edmond where you guys are just super excited about it? I think one of the things that I am so proud of is all the opportunities that we offer students. It really doesn't matter what your niche is. We have a place for you, whether it's anime, esports, robotics, ROTC, FFA, AG, um, whatever it is that you want to do, we um, orchestra, I mean, the list could just go on and on. Our drama programs, athletics, if whatever you enjoy, we have a place for you and a place for you to connect and feel like you belong and make those relationships and friendships. And we take a lot of pride on everything that we offer for our students. Um, for our advanced, our AP, our perfect ACT kids, down to our need, our special needs. There's just a lot of pride in that we serve every student with every need really well. Oh, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love what I'm hearing. And again, just like Gary, I mean, we, yeah, we do all, we, we do all of that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. I, I will say, we, we used to say we're the biggest small school in the state, right? So in other words, uh, we don't have a ton of students here, but we do offer a lot of things for our kids. Yeah. Uh, as Geary goes, uh, or I say as the school goes, so goes Geary, right? Mm-hmm. So so without the school in a town like this, I mean, I don't know. So we try to keep our kids hooked up and engaged in lots and lots of fun things. That's awesome. I love to talk about what's cool at your, cool at your school. So what future goals do you have? What is next for Edmond Public Schools? 
Yeah. And, you know, you're asking that in spring and we are really wrapping up. We last year put a, a solid strategic plan in place. And as the year is wrapping up, we're really starting to see so many of those things checked off the list. Just before um, I jumped on this podcast, I was finalizing um, an FAQ that's going out about our new daycare that we are going to offer to all of our employees. Childcare, um, I mean, it's a lower cost, but um, we will offer that for all of our employees next year. And that was a part of our strategic plan that we put in last summer as a dream, as a goal. And here we are in March wrapping up those things. And so it's just... Um, Right now is a great time of year because you're starting to see things that you have been working on all year start come to fruition. And Mm -hmm. so it's really a great time to see those things happen. Wow, fantastic. Absolutely. Man, we are here today with Mm -hmm. Angela Grunewald, who is the the good doctor, right? She's the superintendent of Edmond Public Schools. So happy that you were able to just carve out a little bit of time for us today. Hey, I, I really... I know you're busy uh, running a city, as you said. <laughs> you're running a city up there. I, I know you're busy. Uh, thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time today just to visit with us and share some inspiring and and motivational heart, kind of touching our heart a little bit with your story. I really do appreciate it. Glad to do it. Um, this is one of my favorite things to do. And like anytime I can um, spend time last week, I got to have a student shadow me for half a day. And that was just so much fun. And one of the things I love doing is investing in others. I had a lot of people that invested in me. And anytime I can return that favor, I am more than happy to do it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Once again, Dr. Angela Grunewald, Superintendent Edmond Public Schools. Folks, this has been the Student Success It's As Easy As TLC podcast. That's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, If you're looking for a speaker uh, to come in, perhaps provide some motivation, inspiration is actually even more effective for your group, uh, go to SeanBuchananSolutions.com. You can click on the contact tab. You can click on the speaking tab. Just click on a tab. We will set up a game-changing event for you and your crew. Again, the student success, it's as easy as TLC podcast, sponsored by nobody. Uh, We are so happy that you were able to spend a portion of your day with us. We hope to catch you the next time.